When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. I hope your Christmas was magical and amazing and fun and that you grew a little pouch, I like to call it my pasta pouch, right below the belly button, a fun new little friend to snuggle right there. And I hope you really had a magical holiday. We're right before New Year's Eve here, and I thought I'd just bring you an easy listening episode in case you're sick of your family or your kids or whoever, your significant other, anybody who's driving you nuts, and you want to listen to somebody else besides the sound of mom, mom, mom being yelled at you from the other room. That's what this episode's for. But since I'm giving you that, I need you to give me something, a five-star rating. You know it. You know it. I'm not going to stop until we hit a thousand of them. That's right, a thousand. I'm not stopping. I can't stop, won't stop. I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode of the Sharp Tongue Podcast. And I really thought about it. It truly is a wonderful life. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. Talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is, I don't even know what number, 387 episodes. I am in my softest, softest Marshalls ensemble. What a find. We call this a Marshalls find. Feels like a hug from an old friend. And I was just commenting on how much I love when old ladies, they just put a little, just not too many buttons, just the one button. I'm like this. And they go to the grocery store and everything's cold. I love old ladies. They're always cold and they want to eat cookies. Everyone buy your grandma a New Year's Eve edible. Have them go for a ride. New Year's Eve is coming up. Christmas just happened. (laughs) Okay. No, I'm not in the studio I was in last week. Shh. Everything's fine. We uh, are in between two of the craziest holidays. This is such an insane holiday season. And it feels like everyone acts like their holidays, the most important. I hate to tell you, Samuel, but it's not. Everyone drives like their holidays, the most important. Everyone is acting like their grocery store list is more important than mine. We all have to relax. Everyone needs to relax. And especially in Los Angeles, the streets are just thick. They're thick with people. Took me two hours to go 10 miles yesterday. Two hours. But I mean, I'm in upstate New York in between the holidays. (laughs) Guys, full disclosure, this is a pre-recorded episode. Christmas hasn't even happened yet. How about that for a mind F? How about that? That's right. A total mind F for you. This portion of the podcast is, is 
parental protected. That was a mind F because you think, oh, Jesse May is in Syracuse with her family. Well, I am, but in your ear, I'm not. It's a twilight zone. I had a great overheard. We're going to kick right into it. I had a great overheard last night. I was passing by walking in the streets. It could have been a dream. No, this was real. This really happened. I take it back. I was in a Whole Foods and this man was talking to somebody about someone he knew. And I heard him talking about some guy and he goes, yeah, he even has the same hand cream as me. Huh? Who? How do you know that? Were you going through his bathroom? Ew. Get out of his house, you creep. It sounded like the guy was just like, can you believe that Frank has the same hand cream as me? Like it, the guy was saying it as if whoever has the same hand cream is trying to bite his style. How, how many different types of hand cream do you have? And who cares? Is it Lubiderm? Deb probably knew I was going to say that. Was it Lubiderm? Deb, you can't talk. I'm going to be able to hear you. God damn it. <laughs> We're in the only podcast studio that doesn't have <laughs> soundproofing. <laughs> the studio doesn't have soundproofing, soundproofing, so I yelled at Devin and Deb. I didn't really yell. It's a triple D back there. Okay, there was another overheard. This one was submitted by Jennifer Powell. And this is in Knoxville, Tennessee. She says, Jesse May, while sitting in a bar in Knoxville, I heard this late 70s, early 80s man say to the bartender, I was in prison for 25 years. You'd be surprised at what I could do with a rubber band. Uh, I don't know that I want to know. I feel like in a, in a prison, a rubber band has multi-uses. It's multi-purpose. For sure, a rubber brand. A rubber brand... What's your favorite rubber brand? I like Tupperware. For sure, a rubber band has multiple purposes. It's a multi-use tool, huh? <laughs> What's a better multi-use tool in prison? A toothbrush or a rubber band? Can you imagine those two things together? I need to Google this. We got to find out what can you do with a rubber band in prison. And here's a question. Don't they have access to pr certain prisoners in certain prisons to the internet? So wouldn't it be easy for them to figure this out? How to use a rubber band in prison. Let's see if there's even anything. Okay, it says how to shoot rubber bands. Um, snapping. What, so what did he do? There's the brutal torture of a prison inmate by rubber band. Oh, I think that's the name of the author of this article who names somebody rubber band that can't be this guy's name oh michael aaron states in his affidavit that a prison librarian launched at least 10 rubber bands at him while he was inside <laughs> okay let's see uh rubber bands in prison let's see if that brings anything up rubber bands in prison. I can't spell. Let's see what we got. Oh, there's nothing. Why do inmates wear wristbands? Well, I mean, I would probably think there's a GPS on them. Keep track of them. At least we should just insert. Why don't we insert 
those neural links, but make them just for pedophiles so we can keep track of them. And we have to worry about nothing. We could just have like a live map of all the pedophiles and know where they are at all times. Little side note for you guys. The no rubber band rule. Uh, what inmates may bring. Let's see what this is. What inmates may bring. This is Snomish County in Washington. Uh, experiencing jail. What to expect. I had no idea this is where we were going to be on this episode. What inmates may bring. This is what inmates can bring to a Shahamish jail. And let's see. Shahamish, Snohomish County. That sounds like confusing because it, it, is it a Native American name? It sounds Amish. It sounds like someone with a lisp trying to address an Amish individual. Anyways, in addition to court paperwork and picture identification, a person reporting to the Snohomish County Jail in Everett. Oh, this is Everett, Washington. Beautiful place. To serve a commitment may bring the following items. They should be brought in a paper bag as we don't allow backpacks, suitcases, etc. Well, it's not like you're on vacation, so this is what they can bring. Three pairs of underwear, plain, no buttons. See, that leads me to believe that people are very resourceful in prison if they can't have buttons. Three pairs of socks, three short sleeve t-shirts, white only, no pockets, no logos, no tank tops, no long sleeves. Starting to sound like the limitations for when you film something. Three bras, no underwire, women only. Well, that's probably going to have to change. Also surprised on this part of the country that they're being gender specific. One pair of thermal underwear, white or off-white only, no prints. See, I think maybe we should make the underwear dark in prison because it doesn't seem like a place where we want to see everything that happens. Two pairs of eyeglasses, cloth cases only, personal or legal papers, Money to purchase commissary items and services if desired. What kind of services do they get in jail? What inmates should not bring? Okay, this is what they can't bring. Keys, wallets, cell phones, jewelry, shoes, ouch, sweatshirts. It doesn't seem to make sense. I guess maybe you can choke someone out with a sweatshirt. I don't know. Long sleeve shirts, tank tops, hair ties. This is ridiculous. This, I mean, that's everything I have in my car right now. So basically, I'm not getting into jail is what this is telling me. There's no way I'm going to make it in this Snohomish jail. But I don't seem to find anything about how they can turn rubber bands into weapons in prison. Other than being annoying and just shooting a rubber band across a table... It doesn't seem to be, uh, let's see, eight craziest improvised weapons built in prison. Let's see, craziest weapons. Maybe there'll be something there. This is just going to be a whole episode of me Googling everything. Craziest weapons in prison. We have to make it improvised. And this is where it's like, okay, if we have people who, convicts, creating something out of nothing, we have to nurture this skill. It's like having a kid that's obviously, all right, the kid is bad, but do they have an ability to make something? It seems like they do. 15 deadliest improvised prison weapons and tools. This is just great holiday material, huh? Nothing, it seems, brings out the ingenuity in a person like prison. Scarcity is the mother of all creation and invention. 
Okay, keeping up with the inmate improvisation is an endless and thankless project. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, they've made a shotgun, huh? Made from iron bedposts, charge made of pieces of lead from a current curtain tape and match heads. Wow, this thing looks like something from like uh, the Roman Empire era. In 1984, two inmates of a prison in Germany took a jailer as hostage, showed off their firepower by letting go a pane of bulletproof glass and escaped by car. Wow, uh, that's intense. This What's this thing? A shiv. Oh, no, okay, the photo didn't load. Okay, that looks like a gun. Wow, that's impressive. They literally made a complete shotgun from the bedpost, from the pieces of lead, from the curtain tape. And from the match heads. And they ignited it with AA batteries. Syracuse accent just came out. And a broken light bulb. I mean, did this guy break into a, a Wawa or is it Albert Einstein? This is basically Nikola Tesla. Look, the shotgun's amazing. It looks like a children's toy. A shiv is what I was looking at. Uh, it's a wooden crucifix. It looks like something that the Pope would use to expel the demons from your roommate. Russell Crowe's showing up with this thing in your living room. You're screwed. Uh, they have a shiv immersion heater. Now, this is what that guy, that gross guy, I don't know if you guys saw that video. We talked about this on the deuce. He made a shrimp cocktail dish in the bathroom of an airplane on American Airlines. This guy used an immersion heater made from razor blades found in a cell in Santa Fu jail in Germany. And this guy made like shrimp scampi in the airplane sink and ate it. That's torturous in of itself. But basically he used an immersion heater like this. They have a knuckle duster. Wow. That just sounds like a character from Mortal Kombat. It looks intense. It's made from a rasp that's presumably stolen from a prison workshop. Uh, should we have a workshop in prison? That seems like you're just make, having them create weapons. Not that prisoners shouldn't learn anything. I, I'm only wondering maybe that's not the best thing. Maybe we should change the workshop into like a pottery studio. Perhaps they paint nude models. Maybe something a little less aggressive. There's a hash pipe. Not mad at that. Featured an old uh, fashioned from an empty horseshoe tube. Horse. Ho what is that? Horser? Horseradish? Oh, it says. Ho I thought it said a horseshoe tube. <laughs> Horseradish. It's a weird word when you look at it. Um, let's see what else we have here. A double barreled pistol. This gun was found along with other homemade firearms in the cell of two prison inmates in 1984. The weapon had been made in the prison's metal workshop. Uh, what are we doing? This is insane. Am, am I crazy to think that having a, a, a workshop in a prison is not the way to do it? How about a petting zoo instead? They made a ladder made from steel rails from bookshelves. Wow. People are so so, so innovative. Uh, narcotics cash in a hollowed space inside of his artificial leg. A prisoner in open detention frequently smuggled narcotics into 
his prison in Germany, all of this happening in Germany. There's a running theme here. Around 1984, his behavior finally got attention. The jailers who gave the prosthetics a check. So this guy had a fake leg and no one thought to check that he might have put something in it. If I'm going to jail with a prosthetic, you better believe I'm shoving it full of snacks, cell phones, Cheez-Its. I'll put Chaplin in there and in probably a neck pillow and my favorite sweatpants and my Sade hoodie. All that's going to go in my fake leg. They're not checking the fake leg. They must check fake legs by now. There's no way there's a, a lady walking in with a fake arm and they're not looking inside of that. That's where I'm going to put all my weapons. Okay, well, there's a whole list of all of these insane weapons. A a submachine gun, a radio transmitter, a grappling hook. I mean, it it sounds like Hunger Games. It's like choose your own Hunger Games adventure in prison. I don't know what got us here. How did we get here? Such a long walk. What brought me to prison? Was it, was it a news article? Who knows? I have no idea how I got here. I brought us here. It's my fault. I had, oh, because of the overheard. That's, wow, that brought us there. That was a long, long journey. Jennifer says, who the F knows, man? Keep doing you. Love the podcast and hope to see you in person one day. Been enjoying your comedy since Girl Code. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate you. I appreciate you sending in your overheard. If you guys have overheards, email them to us. Jesse Maypaluso comedy at gmail.com. And don't forget, we're trying to get this podcast to a thousand five stars. Don't you think I forgot? I'll never forget. It is my goal, my dream. Um, speaking of dreams, we're living in one and we've got a few stories we're going to be chatting about here. Let me see. Let me get these all loaded up. Uh, so many pop-ups. So here's a cute one. Here's a really sweet situation. Well, first I want to talk about some shit talking that's going on the internet right now. Hot news. It's a hot take. People are talking crap to one of my favorite performers. I just think she's one of the most talented performers ever. Pink. People were talking crap about her being older. She's 44, first of all. I don't understand what people think is old. And maybe this happens like as you get older, you think you're young until you realize your age is now the older age, according to the world. Well, it, you're, it's going to catch up to you too. I don't feel old. I'm, I'm 41 and I've never been the person to lie about my age. I know people like to lie about their age. You're lying the wrong way. I don't want you to go, oh, you look good. I want you to go, what? You're how old? I want you in your reaction to me when I tell you how old I am to be to punch me because you don't believe me and you think I'm some sort of witch. So I'm going to start telling people I'm 82. I'm wearing the sweater. I do crosswords. I have three dogs. I'm not that far off. That's the way to get a compliment. I'm going to create my own compliment. Yes, I am 82. Extra virgin olive oil and adoption got me here as well as sativa i'll say it so uh, people are talking shit to to pink and i don't like it the the link doesn't want to load but basically she was like yeah i'm 44 and i've been swinging from the ceiling for years what are you guys talking about pink is in better shape than most linebackers 
she's had those abs, those ab things since I even knew what those ab things were. She's been swinging from the, from the rafters like a damn chinchilla. <laughs> she's a freaking capuchin monkey on stage. And we're going to talk about her because she's 44 years old. Grow up. We're all getting old from the moment you're born. How about that? And it's, it's honestly, it's a mindset. Your age, that's all it is. And you're rude. You're rude. Talking to Pink. Are you kidding me? She's got pyrotechnics. She's basically a circus performer. And that's not a jab. I'm impressed. She's, and, and she looks like the girl could beat everybody up. She so better leave her alone. Because I think she's friends with Britney. You don't want that. You don't want the Britney and Pink storm coming at you. Britney comes from the side dancing in and then you're like, oh, I got this. And then pink propels from the ceiling and then Britney's dogs get your ankles. You're not going to survive. So you choose your shit talking. Hey, everybody. This episode of the Sharp Tongue Podcast is brought to you by Every Plate. And I'm hungry already. Let me tell you, I'm somebody who has a really hard time following a recipe because sometimes there's too many words. I don't know what the, the oven does versus the, the searing. I don't know what searing is when they start using very fancy culinary words. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to order something else. But every plate makes me feel like a chef. I'm going to call Gordon Ramsay and be like, what do you got? Like, really, what do you got? Because I am whipping up sweet potato puree, mofo, in the kitchen. And it's in between holidays and I'm even cooking. So what do you want to do? Is, is Top Chef going to call me? Because I am an every plate chef. And not only that, um, they offset 100% of their delivery emissions. Is Gordon Ramsay doing that? No, he's delivering food in a freaking Range Rover. The, the, the every plate has 31% lower carbon footprint. So yeah, my food tastes better and it's better for the environment. And you guys can enjoy it. And my favorite part is they have a dollar steak for life. Who doesn't want a dollar steak for life? You've won the food lottery with every plate. And with this podcast, you're going to get a meal for $1.49 plus those $1 steaks for life by going to everyplate.com slash podcast. And the code is 49 sharp. Enter code 49 S H A R P for a dollar 49 meal plus $1 steaks for life. And I hope you guys enjoy the food. Come at me, Gordon. In other news, a shelter dog rescued by Kentucky Police Department sworn is as sworn in as a Paul Troll officer. <laughs> a shelter dog recently rescued by police department Kentucky is now an official paw troll officer. That's really cute. A pit bull mix. He stole the hearts of the team when he visited the Christian County Animal Shelter in this the year. Bolo is his name. He's officially become a part of the police department. Who knows if this dog's even qualified? This is the problem. Look, it's a cute dog, but what what's its qualifications? Honestly, the like most pit bulls, they just look so dumb. Most pit bulls are so dumb. Isn't it funny how we can be so judgmental about dogs? Actually, probably not. There's going to be a bunch of white girls that are probably going to write some hate mail because I'm saying how dumb pit bulls are. I can say that. I have a pit bull. He's so dumb. There'll be food under his nose. And he's like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Like a hunk of cheese under his nose. And he's like, is it over here? Is it over there? This dog, how do we know it's qualified to be a freaking police officer? We're just handing this out. By the way, this is how bad it is to be a police officer right now. They're not even hiring people. They're like, oh, let's just get the dogs. Let's just go to the shelter and hire pit bulls instead of police officers. You guys did this to us. 
We're screwed. They can't find any cops, so they're going to dogs. He is really cute, though. We can't wait to follow the sweet pup's career on the force because there's no one else to follow because all the police officers have quit. <laughs> Everyone's like, defund the police. Yeah, are you going to be saying that when it's just Labrador retrievers, Shih Tzus, and a few Chihuahuas on the force? Literally, it's going to turn into Paw Patrol. I love dogs, but I don't want to be pulled over by one. And I certainly don't feel safe calling one over to handle. Well, a dog probably actually would be really good at handling a domestic abuse situation. So not mine, but whoever's because it seems to be a problem and it is a problem. But maybe a dog would be better suited at handling that than a human. I'm not sure. I don't know. I... Uh, okay, so my now my wi Wi-Fi doesn't want to work. Oh, no, okay, it started working. Sorry, I don't mean to scream at everybody. Florida couple gets wet and wild with this quirky car wash wedding. Love this guy. All right, you know, I'm somebody who thinks lavish weddings are such a waste of money. Destination weddings? Where's the destination divorce? Have you guys read the statistics on this whole situation? Have you read the statistics on the sitch? It ain't looking good. And if you're making me spend $1,000 to come to your wedding, I expect a deposit on the annulment. I want a deposit on the future divorce party. I think all destination weddings should come with a divorce party credit. You're, you're destined, at least 60% of you are destined to ending your wedding destination in divorce court. So where's my money? Show me the money. You want me to come to Acapulco? Well, I want to go also to your divorceo. So why don't we cut it down the middle and I'll send you a card. And I'll throw your divorce party for you. Because these people are getting married in a car wash. Whose idea was that? They might just be a quirky couple. They might be just the type of People, they're like, we don't need to spend a lot of money on a wedding. Let's just have fun. Maybe they met at the car wash. Maybe it'll tell me. I'll read the article. Bruce and his girlfriend of five years, Ingrid, are enjoying sudden celebrity in their hometown of Jacksonville, Florida. Of course, it's Florida. After a charming video of their watered-down wedding ceremony held inside of a car wash. The two-minute clip aired on the news, and a joyous couple were seated in the front seat of the car. The nuptials were performed by some woman in the back. Literally, there's just a woman in the back. No one's dressed up. I would have taken a step further. If you're going to do something this quirky, at least have the outfits on. This They're just in like their Sunday errand outfits. We are gathered here today to join this man and woman in holy matrimony. No, you're, you're in the holy ocean right now. It's watery matrimony. Saturated. Moisture and holy moisture-money. The Florida lovebirds who met at a speed dating event it's probably why they went through a car wash, opted for the untraditional wedding attire and more casual clothes. I see. They opted out of the traditional formal wear and wore casual clothes. Well, that answers my question. Um, Melvin is an operations engineer. She sported a blue athletic shirt, or he exported a blue athletic shirt with Atlanta Braves hat. Well, the woman, Holmes, wore a blue floral print. Yeah, they both look like they're tourists at the Grand Canyon. They, the, the, so there's just some chick in the back <laughs> getting them married. I wonder if this is symbolic. I wonder if they both are, 
they have like a sinful past and they're washing their sins while they're getting married. Um, the unconventional ceremony featured colored lights beaming into the vehicle, soap suds along the windows and loud sounds. Yeah, it's a car wash. You mean that the the ceremony featured a car wash. This person's describing a car wash. These aren't extra things like the sounds in the water or what happened in a car wash. So when we started looking into prices, we thought it was just crazy to spend all that money. My first marriage, I had eloped and it was amazing in every way. That's great. And now they have unlimited car wash and they wash their car every day. And when we were going through the car wash, discussing prices and venues, why don't we just get married through the car wash? See, this is why weed isn't always a good idea. I could blame this one on weed. I could. I'm not gonna, but I could. I think it's cute. It's like, screw it. Let's just get married in the car wash. This actually makes more sense to me than some lavish event space with, you know, just beautiful decor and sparkling crystal and all these lights. You've got these special lights. You, you Basically, your wedding is nothing and nowhere near representation of your actual life. Uh, so a car wash makes sense to me. A car wash makes sense to me, and I hope it absolves them of all of their sins. Speaking of sin, Kevin Costner and Jewel are hooking up. <laughs> My sister's pissed. My sister's so mad that Kevin Costner would dare think of seeing another woman besides her and her mind. Jewel, you better watch out. Emily Peluso's coming for you. Yes, she is. So apparently Kevin Costner and Jewel are heating up. He got divorced. He didn't get married in a car wash. Maybe it would have made sure that this relationship would have lasted. I wonder what their wedding was like. Costner and the musician were rumored to be romancing. Well, photos of them wrapping around his arm around her waist appeared despite a public display of affection a source tells they are just having fun and not serious yet <gasps> kevin costner's a babe he's just a handsome man that movie bodyguard came out and i'm like oh i wanna run to you oh, kevin costner's always been the man and my sister is pissed there's something going on, a source told the outlet. They were flirty, and then when they were together, they both lit up like freaking Christmas trees. Ugh, I have a yellow stone boner for this. It's great. I wish him the best. Maybe she'll write some songs about him. Jewel is like the trailer version of Taylor Swift. Nikki Glaser had a great joke about Jewel. She called her Trailer Swift. That's why I thought of that. I saw a clip of that. I think that's so funny. She said, Jules here, as I like to call her Trailer Swift. <laughs> Great joke. I don't know if you wrote it, Nikki, or if someone wrote it for you, but I love it. And Jewel laughed. She laughed. Um, speaking of laughing, a woman's stomach cramps turn out to be a baby in her bowel. Now, I... I I didn't even know that this could be a thing. And this is something that Deb sent me. Okay. I asked Deb for some input and she sends me this. In a rare medical anomaly, a woman was shocked to learn she was 23, 23 weeks pregnant with the baby growing inside her bowel. Oh, that sounds like a real crappy birth. According to this case study published in the New England Journal of Medicine, 37-year-old sought out medical treatment after 10 days of severe abdominal pain bloating and the scans revealed she was pregnant with a normally formed 
fetus. However, she was experiencing uh, abdominal ectopic pregnancy when a fertilized egg implants outside of the uterus and inside the abdominal cavity, which only accounts for 1% of ectopic pregnancies, which are already very rare. Ectopic pregnancies make up 2% of all pregnancies and more commonly occurring in the fallopian tubes. Danger to the mother and potentially can cause internal bleeding, tube rupture, or um, even worse, can result in other symptoms, vaginal bleeding, blah, 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 blah. So... Let's see what happened here. Did they get she after 28 weeks, the chances of survival, blah, 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 blah. This isn't the first time a baby grew in a bowel. I thought I had seen it all, Dr. Michael Narvi of the Children's Hospital Research Institute of Manitoba said. We see these sometimes in the abdomen, but never in the liver. This is a first for me. And then it just ends. The story just ends. That's it. So what happened? Did she like did the baby did did the baby make it? Uh, it doesn't say if the baby made it or not. What a cliffhanger. Is this like a Netflix trailer? Uh, such as hemorrhaging. The mother. Okay, here we go. The mother was transferred to a territory hospital where the baby was delivered at 29 weeks old and placed in a neonatal intensive care unit. Oh, my God. Is the butt baby going to make it? Uh, after th- approximately three months postpartum, both the baby and the mom were discharged. This can't be real. So she grew a baby in her bowels and, it, and, she, and the baby's fine. Like, talk about gut rot. Uh, this is unbelievable. She So the baby... <laughs> I can't believe the baby made it. That's a miracle. She literally gave birth to a miracle. But then you're like, uh, what if the baby grows up and it turns out to be a terrible person? Maybe nature's like, oh, let's just put this one in the bowels and see if they just don't think about it. Maybe nature's like, just put it over there. They'll forget about it. It'll be fine. We'll just stick the baby on the outside. It's like what I do with my stuff I don't want to see in the house. I just leave it outside in the patio, just around the side of the door. Just get it out, out of sight, out of mind. Nope, baby born. Well, we should do an update on the bowel, baby. Let's do one more of these. What else do we have? Um... Tourist busted smuggling otters, prairie dogs to the airport in his pants. Soulmate alert. Are you kidding me? Man busted smuggling prairie dog in his pants. There are a lot of animals down under, and we're not talking about Australia. Thailand authorities were flabbergasted after they busted a tourist attempting to smuggle two otters and a prairie dog through the airport in his trousers. That wasn't a tourist. That was freaking Ace Ventura. Chicago, you're out of there. Are you kidding me? This is Captain's Log at 28 point. Wait, this is Captain's Log at 28.3, rounded to the nearest decimal point. We have traveled back in time to save an endangered species. But so far, I could do the whole freaking movie. Video depicting the man's bold undercover animal trafficking scheme scheme is currently blowing up on the, on the internet. A 22-year-old Taiwanese traveler had reportedly brought the animals in, at a market in Bangkok and then proceeded to stuff them in his underwear before arriving at the international airport in Bangkok. So the authorities caught wise to the man's ham-handled plan after noticing an unusually large bulge wobbling around below the waist. Well, I don't know how they're packing in Thailand. I don't know what kind of prairie dog bulge they got. They did a scan and they revealed the critters wiggling around down there. Can you imagine going through this scan and honestly thinking you're going to get away with having a prairie dog in your pants? 
The animals were in three separate stockings taped to his pants. <laughs> oh my God. It's so cute. A, sub a subsequent strip search revealed that he had been harboring two Asian small clawed otters and a prairie dog, which he had stuffed in three separate socks and taped to his designer boxer shorts. This guy, he's either a smuggler or just really lonely. It could have been cold. How do we know the prairie dogs don't like it? It probably feels nice and warm in there. A video shows a culprit being forced into a cut hole in his trousers and extract the critter-filled stocking. If I woke up on Christmas and it was filled with prairie dogs and otters, I would be beside myself. I think about Skilo, my past squirrel, quite often. And it was a highlight of my life. Can you imagine me in this little sweater with hard candies and a squirrel? I can. That's a dream. That's my future. That's my final resting place. The Asian small clawed otter, which is the smallest of the 13 species, is native to Southeast Asia and vulnerable. Maybe this guy's just trying to regrow them. He's spreading them around the world to create more of an ecosystem. What are you guys doing for the prairie dogs? Is there otter representation in your hometown? I doubt it. This guy's otter the world. In my mind, get it? Such a nerd. Um, let's see what ends up happening to this guy. Um, following his debriefing, the smuggler was detained at the airport and now faces uh, charges of violating Thailand's Customs Act, Animals Epidemics Act, and Animal Conservation and Protection Act. His illicit packages, meanwhile, were handled, oh, handed over to the Wildlife Conservation Office. I, I will take those packages. See, this is where I want to be, like some sort of TSA agent that only works in the smuggling area. And anytime there's an animal smuggled from pants... I just take them home with me. Let me bring you home. I got a sweet old spot on Auntie Jessie Mae's lap for you to curl up and fall asleep on. Just a nice cozy little lap for you to spend the rest of your world in. My sweet warm lap. Just get in there with my soft sweater, my crosswords, and my otter. And leave me alone. <laughs> leave me the frick alone. Well, I hope you guys have had an interesting holiday season. I hope you enjoyed last week's Grief Survival Guide episode and you were able to get something from it and it brought you some relief, maybe some ease in, into the holidays and throughout this time that can be a little nostalgic and difficult. And I will be doing a New Year's Eve episode as well. So thank you guys so much. Don't forget to rate the podcast and email us any suggestions or questions you might have that you want to be read on the podcast at jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. See you later, folks. Thank you.